0: Letty to cider. Back for Nick Letty. Up for Larkin. There goes Raymond. Gives it to him. Scores! Bingo! His first National Hockey League goal! A minute to come for Lucas Raymond! Wow. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. uh uh-huh. straight yeah. shots and then pop bottles. Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 69. Oh, nice of the Fizz! Thank you all for joining us uh, a day late. Uh, you know, as as you guys know, we are common men. We have day jobs and we do shit during the day this is not how we make our living and yesterday not I, yet yeah not yet Not yeah we're working towards that but right now right now we got to plug this in where we can um and i got a house under construction and something caught fire in my basement last night so i was unable to record the fizz so that's all on me so we delayed it a day here we are and i am here with my co-host chandler nash say hi to everyone chandler Hi, everybody. There he is. J.U. right now, also grown man with a life, a, an adult with a kid, is had some, I don't know, nanny mix-up or something. So Baby duty. Yeah, baby duty. He's running late. He's got to do what he's got to do. Chandler's bowling tonight. I'm playing hockey. J.U.'s watching his kid. My house may or may not be on fire. <laughs> so we are just doing everything we can to, uh, to get this show off the ground this week. Um, Frank, we're more
0: injured than the Lions this week. We're banged up. We're banged up. <laughs> we're banged up. We can't even field a full team right now. Yeah, we honestly. We we're pulling from the in. practice squad, Frank. I we're know. pulling from the practice. We don't even have a practice squad. We don't have reserves right now.
1: I know. We should have roped in ice-cold Lu. Oh,
0: That's God, no. no. Keep him out at sea. <laughs> we'll get him in the
1: mix. but um. So, Chandler, I think you tweeted it today. Best time of the year for sports, huh?
0: Oh, unbelievable time. Baseball, basketball, hockey, football, college football. Even got the Zozo Championship if you're a golfer this weekend. Six major sports this weekend. Is there a better time? I say no.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. April and the D is pretty exciting uh, when that was going on. Um, other than that, you know, I mean, October is just, this is why October, I mean, outside of the warm and fuzzies of the fall and the fall basic bitch that I am, like, all the sports are happening. And it really, really helps when your fucking Spartans are undefeated. You know what I mean?
0: That doesn't hurt, and we're undefeated officially going into the big matchup next Saturday.
1: I know, and my drywall guy is now sanding. So if you guys are hearing <laughs> that, you know, I apologize a little bit, little bit. You can hear it a little bit. Okay, yeah, whatever. You guys deal. With... It's a gritty podcast, so just deal with the sanding. I know. And talk about like the biggest deep breath that it's like, all right, we're we're
0: into we're into the Michigan game undefeated. It's it's good, and hopefully they'll be in. The game undefeated as well but I, I don't really sincerely mean that i root against them every week
1: yeah i mean i'm not
0: yeah i'm not i don't care
1: that i would love for them to lose the northwestern than to lose to us like, I, there's no love loss we will get into that no love loss um here shortly but um you know on our rundown here we had ju talking about how he went to indiana and how he went to nashville uh but he's not here so i'll talk about how i was in nashville as well for a hot second i was down there for a wedding just missed ju that's all I really have to say. It's my third time to Nashville this year. Wild city. absolutely. How many hot
0: chicken sandwiches,
1: Frank? Dude, I was pretty – well, so I did – so I guess two. I'll go – I'll say okay. two. But, okay. but one was – this is kind of cowardly, but it was a salad. I did like a hot chicken salad. It was really good. It was hot chicken. It was. It was let's Nash- let's edit that out. All right. <laughs> it was Nashville. It was Nashville hot chicken. I just. I don't know. I was. It was travel
0: food. I. And I. Whatever. I got
1: the salad like a like a punk bitch. Like a
0: pussy like bitch. It's like getting the salad at Chipotle, you know. You gotta go bowl or burrito.
1: But like when I got it, it wasn't like I don't know. We It wasn't like a go out to eat. Sit. I don't know. It wasn't like the meal. It wasn't like I was like, I viewed a menu and we were having a nice sit down. It was kind of like an in passing travel meal that I just grabbed on the run. I don't know. Whatever. There we go.
0: Justified. It's all right.
1: But I will say, um, and JU would back me up if he's here, like, dude, Bill's mafia. And I wasn't even there on the Monday for the game. I left 6 a.m. Sunday. And we got in. I did a Friday, Saturday, and. I was laughing with my brother-in-law, like, looking at all the Bills fans, and I was just like, they packed Bills outfits for every single day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I have a buddy who lives down in Nashville, and he said it was like a swarm that came in on Friday and just overtook the city. And I don't know, I I couldn't really tell, and I wish J.U. was here to ask, but it looks like it was about – 60-40 60-40 Titans to Bills fans. Almost 50-50 once it hit game time, right?
1: Yeah, a little bit I, yeah, I mean I agree with you. A little bit tough with the color scheme. You know, not sure. like not like completely, you know, when I was at that Lions San Fran game, you know, it's if you see red, that's San Fran. This one, you know, a lot of red, white and blue going on. Right. Patriotism. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh but no, dude. I mean I'm I'm serious like I was on the plane Friday from Michigan, and I felt like half the plane was in Bill's jerseys, and I was just like, Are "You guys just wearing that all weekend? You have three of them planned. <laughs> like, I don't know, they're, they're a nutty fan base." Oh um, man! But we'll get into the NFL a little bit. But what I want to jump into right now is the our our Detroit Red Wings, and then into our Pistons.
0: There we go.
1: So leading off with the Wings here, um, as a lot of you guys know, I went to the game last week. Tickets provided by the Detroit Red Wings. Very cool experience. Very cool. Very very humbled to be. Kudos
0: to the Wings. Kudos yes, to the Wings. Big for that. Hand,
1: handshake to the Wings. Um, I'm going to argue that I may have saw the game of the year. Seven six final. Bertuzzi scores four goals. I know we lost. I couldn't believe we blew it. We were, we we're up we're uh, up six to three with ten minutes left, and they lost that game.
0: Yeah. What was your initial thought when you saw Larkin just slug that guy? uh and and kind of bring a different attitude this year compared to last
1: i i got chills of you just bringing it back up like Mm -hmm. i like that's a totally different look from him we have been pushed around he gets pushed around tossed around and he just wasn't having it you know and and he got you know any hockey player will know if you get hit from behind like it's an infuriating feeling you just don't you just don't do it and he got ridden right into the boards he popped up socked him in the face i fucking love it we're not taking shit this year And he set that tone. The captain set the tone of that.
0: I was going to say it started at your game and it's kind of been a theme for this year. So I guess tell me a little bit. Obviously, unfortunately, Wings only lost this year was that game 7-6 defending champs. Tough game, but they had a three goal lead, I believe, with what, nine ish, 10 minutes left in the game. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like? And then on the other end, what was the atmosphere like after the overtime winner? It was. I mean, it, the
1: whole game was pretty electric. Like mm-hmm. it was. I mean, that's the first game I'd been to with packed house since you know the pandemic started, uh, or you know since after the pandemic. You know, a lot of people obviously. It, it, dude. It was. It was electric the whole time. And even when we were so when we were up six to three, you know, by that point it's third period. I'd been drinking quite a bit. I. I fucking never walk out of those games. Like, okay, <laughs> um, but. Like at that point we were kind of hanging out and I mean, I'm watching the game still, but I'm, I'm like kind of loosely watch. I'm kind of talking to the guy next to me. They sat me next to old time hockey, which mm-hmm. if anybody follows that guy on TikTok, he's got like 3 million followers. He's like, hello buddy. And he like lives in the UP <laughs> and he makes like, he's like a real like humble youper type, warm, cozy feel guy, but he loves hockey. He was there. He was the coolest guy ever. Super nice guy. Shout out to old time hockey. Honestly, um, great mustache. He had a Sean Avery jersey on, which is pretty cash, too. There we go. But I was hanging out with him, hanging out with the, guy, the buddy I went with, and I was kind of just loose. Everyone just kind of, like, social, hanging out. You know, and then they get one, then they get two, and then it's, like, shit. Then it's, like, tense.
0: <laughs> they
1: tie it. It goes to overtime. I don't think we touched the puck in overtime. Don't mm-hmm. think we touched. And then they scored. And, it, I mean, it was a bummer. It, it was, but it, it didn't, like – it wasn't like a lion's loss. It didn't deflate us. Like the wings looked good. They scored seven, they scored six goals against the defending champs. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a team that won whatever it was 16 games a year ago. So I didn't think it was too much of a letdown. And then especially to see how they played the next two games, you know, it's, it's reassuring for that first one,
0: but that's what I was just going to add is, you know what, you'd be a little worried if they blow the lead and then they come out flat the next game, but they kind of rose up without Lark in the next game win they went over the weekend as well. Um, and then I, what, I guess from your perspective, Frank, you're a way bigger Wings fan than I am. What's your biggest surprise to start the year first three games? I mean, I, I know one that I've been seeing is this Thomas Grease who's playing goalie. Seems like he's playing out of his mind right now. What's your biggest surprise to this 2-0-1 start?
1: I got to say the biggest surprise is, well, is the goal scoring. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Like the you know game one, they score six. Bertuzzi, I guess to even get more specific is Todd Bertuzzi. Like he has been an absolute point machine. I think he has, he has five or Tyler, six. Tyler, right? More. Oh, nice. Yeah, my bad. yep. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the past. Yeah. I always do that. I always do that. Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> yes, yes. He. Uh, I mean, he has fucking like seven goals. Um, it's crazy. And he had four the first night. He buried. Um, again, he buried again. I forgot whether it was Vancouver or um versus Columbus I'm, I'm mixing mm-hmm. it up right now but I would say the goal scoring and then we just look a lot stronger on defense defense is where we were just absolute shit mm-hmm. and it seems like with Letty and now Cider back there we're just a lot we're a lot stronger so I mean all around we just have like this energy to us this jump to us and I think what you're seeing right here now is the beginning of like an Iserman built team there we go we've bled out a lot of those like contracts you know like Mm -hmm. there's no more Philpolas on the team there's no more um helms yeah helmers helmers gone and then who is uh franzen well franzen (laughs) was who am i who am i fucking forgetting though the old guy we just let go of uh oh franz nielsen franz nielsen that that guy we bled him out as well the last Mm -hmm. one really is like danny de kaiser you know i think he's kind of the last of the of the herd of the holland herd
0: Right, right, and, and to your point, I think they're on the same trajectory as the Tigers. We've probably seen the bottom, and they're on their way back up. What do you think? Contention for playoffs this year? Too early to tell. Kind of some some young luck? Yeah, what are you think?
1: It, it's hard for. I mean, literally, I'm hearing a wings sweater and a wings hat, like talking <laughs> how I went. To the, I mean, like it's so hard for me not to get so excited about this right. team, but I'm trying to reel it in because, like. Also, let's not forget, like, grain of salt big time is, like, I think the last five seasons the mm-hmm. Wings have started. Like, they, they love to start hot. Even during the worst ro- rosters, like, sure. they've started the years 3-0 and and 4-1, and and then it just, you know, it falls apart. So we'll see how long it can last. I would be absolutely delighted and so excited if they had, like, an on-par year with what the Tigers just did. Sure, I would be surprised if they were that "quote unquote" good. You know, okay. if we're kind of like because the Tigers, I feel like surprised this year.
0: Right, you'd say uh, an on par season to that's like what the 10th or 11th best team in the East. You know, yeah. on the cusp of the playoffs, but not in the playoffs.
1: Right, kind of in shouting distance. Yeah, You know. Sure. I would be ecstatic for that. But if they can, you know, if they can keep it up and keep the fight going, like you know, they have good goaltending, mm-hmm. absolutely, with uh, you know, Greece and then Ned back there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, we'll just see if, like, the rookies can stay healthy and last an entire NHL season. But so far it's been – I mean, it's been great. Um, and then just, like, going to Joe Luce Arena – or Jesus Christ, look at me. Uh, <laughs> going to Little Caesars Arena, uh, just being in there was, like, so exciting. And then one thing I wanted to say is – did you see the video of the guy who threw the octopus on the ice?
0: Yes. He brought it in under his shirt and it almost looked like it was saran wrapped or something to himself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's that's the way you gotta do it. Throwing an octopus on the ice is on my bucket list. But I've heard like rumors that it's you know, you you get not only do you get kicked out, you get banned from the stadium, you get banned from NHL games. Like so I was always worried about this, and that was the myth that I heard. And this guy DM'd me. And you know we were chatting back and forth. I was like, "Hey, so did you get kicked out or like, are you banned from the stadium?" And he goes, "No. The security guard said nice toss." And we watched the rest of the game. And then I went to the next two games. I mean, they just
0: gave you tickets, Frank. You think they're gonna ban you? Yeah, I mean, you're I in with the Wings now, man. I just didn't know.
1: You know, it's a sensitive, <laughs> it's a sensitive world. I wanted to make sure. You know, you, I didn't know if throwing dead animals on the ice was still, you know, <laughs> allowed. Awesome. Yeah, I'm jacked. I'm jacked for the Wings. Cider. Raymond. Raymond's goal was so fucking sick the other night from Larkin they're yep. playing they're playing with spunk we'll just see if they can keep it up and they haven't hit the road yet you know like the season really hasn't begun yet so Yep.
0: Uh, last thing and I hate to bring it up I, I don't want to bring it up too much but how much do you think Tyler Bertuzzi missing the games in Canada is going to hurt their team and or their chances at, at winning those games
1: you know I fucking I hate that I don't care that he's vaxxed or not vaxxed. I hate that he can't go into Canada. I hate that that's the situation. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. want to obscure that. I don't care really what anybody does with their vac vaccine status, but like, right. Uh, he, like, I am curious if he'll get it. Like if they keep winning, this is going to be an issue. Like he's our leading point getter and he's playing out of his mind. And you got to wonder if it's going to creep into his brain of like, I want to go to fucking Canada. Like, we have a game versus Montreal tonight. We have a game versus Toronto. Like, you got to wonder if he's just going to – I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see, like, if it's – if how strong hold he is against it. Because I just – I mean, selfishly, I just want him to get poked and – playing the games and I think well, right. every wings fan does. Probably. And like you touched
0: on, I mean, he's, he's our best player so far, three, three games into the year. And it's not like you only see Canadian teams once or twice, like it's baseball or basketball. You're playing the Canadians, you're playing the Maple Leafs, both in your division. Right. I mean, how many times a year you're, you're going to miss what 10, 12, 15% of your team's games possibly. It, it, it is uh, obviously it a hot stove subject, but when it's your best player, it, it even becomes even more of a controversial topic. You and know? if they're
1: winning, like I mean, right, right. now they just took f- uh, five out of six points in the, in the first three games, and right. you gotta you gotta just wonder if he's sitting there wondering when that first Canada road trip comes up. And it, what you know, what if what if it's prime time Toronto in Toronto? You're gonna miss you're gonna miss that one, Tyler. It's like fuck, man. We need you out there. Right, a hundred percent. I a hundred
0: percent agree. Fuck yeah.
1: Uh, a couple of notes: Raymond scored his first goal, and then Cider. Uh, you know, Eiserman's first pick ever with the Wings leads the team in time on ice,
0: which is just mm-hmm. sick. Guy was born in '01 when I was looking up the roster. I almost fucking fainted, dude. dude don't don't even.
1: Like, the year is born. I mean, it's like looking at the. It's even like looking at the when you're at the bar, you know. Yeah. You see the you must be of this age, and it's just born in '01. He doesn't even know the '97, '98 teams.
0: You know, he was right. like one
1: years old for the 02 team. These are like I mean, myth, these are myths to him.
0: Right. It's crazy. We're going to get to pre nine eleven and post nine 11 kids here soon. Yeah. It's crazy to think that
1: <laughs> nuts, nuts, but let's, uh, let's move into our pistons, which, you know, you're asking me questions about the wings. I don't know much about the stones, obviously outside of the obvious Jeremy Grant, uh, you know, Cade Cunningham It sucked. He sat out, but I did after I put the fire out in my basement, the literal electrical fire in my basement, um, watch like the second half of that the pistons opener they had to lead the entire game the entire game they were winning and then they they lost at the end so chandler what what are we looking forward to um for our detroit pistons this year and and what do you what are you looking what do you expect
0: well you know obviously we all know what we're looking forward to the prize jewel the number one overall pick kate Cunningham didn't play yesterday ankles a little tender right now Um, But with that, obviously, we're all excited to see what Kate Cunningham's going to do once in a generational player. Some people are saying a lot of people from this area didn't watch him too much last year. Oklahoma State basketball. So a lot a lot of people, if you're not a college basketball fan, didn't see what this kid can do. But there's not much this kid can't do. So we're obviously all excited to see that. What I'm personally excited to see is how is this young nucleus going to really form and grow together? This is the start of what could be the next Pistons run. You've got two all-rookie NBA guys between Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. You had Killian Hayes, who was a top 10 pick last year, who missed most of last year. He looks vastly improved. He played well at the end of last year. So I'm interested to see how we have those four guys that I just talked about all under the age of 22, all under Crazy. the age of 22. I, so,
1: did, I did see we were the fourth youngest team in the NBA.
0: Right, so we've got so many young pieces on top of the Josh Jacksons from Detroit who comes off the bench, gives us a little bit of energy. Um, You you have other guys, uh, like you mentioned, Jeremy Grant, he's obviously our best guy right now. Um, and he could be an all-star. He was on an all-star pace before he got injured last year. So he, he got some experience with Team USA over the summer and the Olympics. I think he could bring some of that veteran leadership to such a young locker room. And even he's only 27. But I'm interested to see how they play the second half of the year. The first half, it's going to take a lot of meshing and whatnot. And, Frank, I was looking at some stats, and we've got to put this into perspective, and we've got to be patient as fans. Giannis. Year 8 was his first championship, 26 years old. LeBron, year 9 was his first title, 27 years old. KD, year 10, at age 28, was his first title. Michael Jordan, year 7, age 27. Kate Cunningham's a rookie. He's 20 years old. Those four that I just talked about, the youngest to win a title, and those could be four out of the top 10 players of all time, was 26 years old. Be patient. It's going to take time. It's going to take two to three years to even be a five-ish or four seed. So enjoy the ride, enjoy the buildup, and really just take it in and enjoy Cade's first couple years, but be patient. It takes time in the NBA.
1: So that's so I love everything you're saying. I appreciate all the insight, honestly, because I'm, you know, I'm new to it too. And just Loki, when you were saying that, I mean Iserman, 13 years. Iserman, 13 years right. before he won a Stanley Cup. I think he was 30. Um mm-hmm questions, questions about the team. So, so like the nucleus you just named, like, are these guys sticking around? Are we going to lose these guys? I feel like in the NBA, you know, like once contracts are up, they get way overpaid and they move like, so the nucleus you're talking about, you know, the kid kind of like, is Jeremy Grant gonna stick around? You know, is Isaiah Stewart sticking around? Like, you know, how, how is that looking in five years from now?
0: Right. Well, the good thing is this, usually these guys stay for a second contract in the NBA. It's very rare after your rookie contract you don't sign your first extension. Anthony Davis did it. uh, Kawhi Leonard did it. Kyrie Irving did it. Um, I feel like uh, uh,
1: all of those three people demanded trades. I feel yes. like the three guys you just named
0: demanded Ben trades. Simmons did it. He's demanding a <laughs> trade right now. But wow, the point is this. Yeah. You always get a second contract or almost always get a second contract in the NBA with guys you draft. So yeah. for Sadiq Bey, for Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham, that's great news. Now, you touched on Jeremy Grant. Three years, $60 million. He's in year two right now. He is going to have a lot of suitors, but what is he going to see? We're two years away from having to re-sign him. We could have an ascending team that he could be still one of the main centerpieces on. And in the NBA, you have bird rights. You can pay players more to stay than they can get in the open market. So that's obviously another big advantage to the NBA and keeping these players around for one, two, three separate contracts is you do have that advantage to be able to pay them more to stay. Um, So I like the nucleus. We're going to have to eventually, just like the Tigers are doing right now, have some good savvy free agent signings, make trades. You're going to have to build on. But the hope I would say right now is Cade's the centerpiece and you've got Sadiq, Isaiah, and Killian Hayes as kind of the sidekicks right now. Is one of those guys going to step up to be his partner in crime or are we going to have to get that from the outside and bring him in? So –
1: the i would definitely say with you know from outsider looking in i mean you know i love the pistons but i've said this a thousand times i'm bandwagon pistons fan i'm going to try to watch them more this year cuz they're young and exciting but you know my interest level is is very much in how good they are i mean that's just me being honest but i do love do love our pistons i mean don't get me wrong so killian haye's definitely gets the most hate on twitter and the internet from what i see i saw some guy tweet out today like no, Killian Hayes is not a bust. He's played 21 games. I'm not having this conversation after every single, um, you know, after every single game. Just just curious. I know he came from France, and our other guy came from France. Uh, what was his name? Sekou? Uh, oh,
0: Dumbuya. Yeah, yeah Dumbuya.
1: Dumbuya. Dumbuya, Dumbuya, Dumbuya. I don't think I've ever yeah. said his name out loud. <laughs> um, but, you know, he was a, a French guy, and he's, you know, we kicked him to the curb. So, you know, how, how are – How are you feeling about Killian Hayes? Because he definitely seems to take most of the heat on on social media.
0: I would agree with the sentiment of that guy. I mean, he's 21 games in. um, He's a young kid. He's 20 years old. Uh, Go to Giannis in his first 21 games and tell me how he was doing. Give these kids time, man. Just like I said, it takes years and years and years to develop, and it takes the best players years and years and years to develop. Not everyone's LeBron James. Not everyone comes into the league. And just starts tearing (laughs) it up. Actually, a majority of the guys don't do that. Look at Joel Embiid. He was out for his first two years. Out. He didn't play. He didn't play at (laughs) all. People were calling him a bust. And now he is one of, if not the best center in the league. So he's making a bust. Yeah. yeah, Temper expectations with Killian Aves. Give him time and then give him time to learn how to play with Cade Cunningham because Cade Cunningham's a ball dominant guard. Killian Hayes is a ball-dominant point guard. How are they going to figure it out? Are they going to shift Hayes to the shooting guard, even though he's shorter than Cunningham? I suspect that's probably what they'll do, and it's going to take some time for those adjustments. But give the kid and the whole team some time.
1: Deal. The um, last note that I have, what's up with Garza? Is he, like, going to get minutes? Like, is he on the roster? Like, what's up with him? Like, he was he was sick in college. I thought he did good in the the –
0: whatever, the preseason or G League, whatever they call it. Yeah, the summer league. He did do good. He showed out in the summer league. Um, You know, they signed him to a contract for a second rounder. They gave him a contract to be on the team. Um, I don't know if right now he's got it. I think maybe as they – uh, get worse over the season <clears throat> we saw that last year with Plumlee getting some less minutes Isaiah Stewart getting more minutes I could see someone like Kelly Olynyk, who's getting a lot of minutes now if the Pistons start slipping and sliding and say we're playing for next year hey let's see what Luka's got at that time I don't expect it here in the first quarter of the season as the season progresses though I believe he'll get some shot at some reserve minutes maybe eight to ten a game
1: interesting I'm always curious about that especially with uh You know with basketball because it's just like these guys are so dominant in college and then Mm -hmm. and it just seems like there's a consensus like yeah he's not really a pro you know and i kind of see it in football sometimes um but you know i've obviously been like you know russell wilson's a good example like completely wrong but just curious how it always translates over or how it doesn't you know Yep. Um, cool so let's move into Moving right along today, wasting no time. Without without Ju, we move pretty quick. Um, <laughs> just kidding, but you know, they, and I'm kind of bummed he is not on for this one. I'm actually going to see. He has not texted, nothing. So he's still on. He's still on dad duty. We'll get his take. You know, because I really want to know his thoughts on this um, before we move into the NFL. You know, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. I mean, we are you know, like 10 days away or whatever it is, a little less than 10 days away from arguably one of the biggest Michigan, Michigan state matchups in all of, of rivalry history. So you obviously know there's going to be a lot of media leading up to it. Um, I am thankful and grateful. Like you said that we, we have a bye leading into this, you know, we got through as, as in we, you know, anybody knew we're Michigan state guys. Um, We got through Indiana Um, which looked like an absolute nightmare. It looked like the nightmare was just coming to fruition there. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. And now Michigan has that game this week. You know, I think Indiana's a little better. I'm not taking away anything, you know, and they are – and the game's in the big house, right? Yes, it is at at Michigan. So so a little bit more going for them. But um, you got guys like Braylon Edwards just pissing out of his mouth uh, bulletin board material with a game in between the Michigan State game. So, you know, if you guys haven't heard, I'll play the the Braylon clip for you here. But essentially, uh, it's a small clip from fucking Woodward Sports. Um, Woodward Sports will play anything and say anything to get clicks and views. And good for them, because here we are talking about it. But they hired Braylon Edwards, and he basically has a quote that, that says, after the first game of Mel Tucker's tenure with Michigan State versus Rutgers after, they, after he lost, we as Michigan State fans were calling for him to be fired, and not only that, we, had, we were launching out racial slurs against him, which is just made up out of thin air. There's no proof of it. There's no facts behind it. There's not fans in the stands for those games, so it's not even like you could say people were yelling it. There should be an internet trail of this, and it's just, it's a lie. It's an absolute lie for Braylon Edwards. There's no way we wanted Mel Tucker fired after his first loss to Rutgers in the middle of a pandemic after a what? short recruiting season.
0: And then to the Michigan State fans who, who are, oh, chomping the wood. Here we go. And, oh, here, chomping the wood and blah, 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 blah. Michigan State players. <laughs> Michigan State players. Don't forget, this same Michigan State fan base, Oh, they were talking stuff about Mel Tucker last year. They wanted him fired last year. LSU's next coach but before the before the Michigan game last year. Oh, you guys were using racial slurs. Some of you, not all of you, you were using racial slurs. You wanted him fired. Say he was a horrible coach. Michigan State was a horrible talent. You said all that. And then they beat Michigan and things change. And now all of a sudden they're, they're 6-0 and it's like, oh, chopping the wood. Michigan State yeah, players, yeah. don't forget what that fan base said about you. Play for yourselves Can I and not it? what the fan base says on Twitter. 7-0. Can't name one. <laughs> Can't. Can't name one. Uh, I, I personally don't care to spend too much time on it because then it gives them what they want, which is, is air time and whatnot and attention towards it. Um, but what did he say? Unnamed sources. Did he cite anything? Did he find a Reddit thread? Like, I, I seriously, I heard the clip. I played it. I played it again. It, it, it was literally like he just said it, didn't have any sources, didn't have backing. I don't think he's come out and, and proven anything or given any sources or backing. Um, I, I was a little befuddled by it, especially in today where, where you're, you're it's so divisive right now and whatnot, and you throw that out there. I, I've never heard of something like that. It's a rivalry. I, I get it. We're not supposed to say nice things about Michigan. They're not supposed to say nice things about us. But to throw it on a lie like that, on that sensitive of a subject, I don't agree with it. You know what? Maybe that's why the Big Ten Network didn't want them either.
1: Yeah, honestly. You know, I just – I was just curious to see if J.U. knew the guy. Like, and I wanted to know his opinion on the thing. And obviously, you know, there's a racial aspect to it and would love his perspective. But I'm with you. Don't want to give it too much attention. He did follow – Braylon Edwards did follow up and say, um, like, something fucking stupid. Like, I don't I don't have the time to to, like, fight with Michigan State peons about what I said. Like, he just kind of – he didn't double down, but he just kind of said, like – in my brain that was just like i know i said something really fucking stupid but i'm not backtracking um so i'm just gonna try to like tuck this under the rug wish them the best yeah Um, good luck man god it's i mean it's just i don't know i just feel like even too as a michigan fan like you gotta just be like what the fuck why are you even giving them that like why are you giving that locker room that
0: it's, it's already a huge game, the biggest game possibly ever in the series, and you do something like that. I'm sure Harbaugh's got a little fucking stain in those khakis right now <laughs> yeah. thinking about why Braylon would ignite a fire like that.
1: Since we are on Michigan State, let's just, just stay in this college lane for a second. Uh, the noon announcement of the game bugged a lot of people. A lot of people were upset. You I know, saw a lot of comments on social media, this is bullshit, this is the biggest game ever, we're disrespected, this and that. I disagree, personally. I don't know if we're just, like, getting old, Channy, but, like, I love a noon kick, man.
0: It reminds me of our time there. Yeah. I feel like the noon game was the game there. You got up at 6 a.m., you tailgated. Like, once it was 3.30, it's like you were sloppy and kind of graying (laughs) out almost to the blackout stage. So it's like, I like the noon start, too. We played Michigan a couple times at noon while we were there. I know one of the times we did play him later in the day at 330, but I really like the noon game. I think it's Michigan, Michigan State. Most of their games are at noon, so I don't mind it. Of course, I would have liked a 330, but I don't have a preference to 330 or noon. What about you, Frank? I'll tell you for the
1: spot I'm in. So when I was at when we were at state, when we were at Michigan State, my my favorites were the three thirties. Just mm-hmm. because the noon, you know, I mean, we were we were a big drink. We were part of a drinking crew. Like, you know, the noons were like, get, get up real early. And it's not like you were saving yourself on Friday night. You know, right. like it was hit it hard Friday, scrape you off the dance floor at Rick's, you know, and then you're up at, you know, 6, 7 a.m. for the tailgate the next day with the 330 you got, like, you could you could do, like, a 9. You could do, like, a sure. 9 or 10, which I kind of like. But then again, none of that matters because we were 21, and, like, you just you just kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. you just, like, pop up and everything's fine. Right. For, like, this at 30 years old, I, and especially for this game, I'm so jacked it's a noon because if it was a 3.30, I would just wear out my carpet in my living room just pacing back and forth until 3.30. <laughs> I like the noon because I can get up, knock out a few things, and then we're just starting because I'm going to be – like, I'm already – Chomping at the bit to just be settled and watching this game. I'm, I'm literally, I can feel the adrenaline in my pit starting. <laughs> thinking about that morning, like I, who I am so excited for that game. It is going to be just, it's going to be, it's going to be one.
0: great. And and know what I do like about it too is it's kind of that old school. It's going to be physical at the line. Both teams have good running games. It's yeah. going to feel like those Michigan-Michigan State games when we were younger, yeah. as opposed to the past couple years where it's been a little more spread. Um, it's been a little more high-scoring at points and times. But we remember the Duckets, the Chris Perrys, the Mike Harts, the, the, J. U the Javon Kulkritz. Ringers, the J.U. Culprits. It's like, you know what, those are the games you remember, and I feel like that's going to have that kind of vibe in this game where it's 20-17 to 17, you know every yard matters a lot of third and ones and third and twos where they're going to be running up the middle i'm excited for it but we've got 10 days still until the game, still, a game. still got a long and that's
1: why i'm so pumped we don't have a game like because we would be having this convo right now you know with indiana in between us or whatever like that's just that's what i would hate as a as a michigan fan personally sure um yeah, I, I could keep talking about it, but I, we, you know, we're gonna have a show next week, so I'll, I'll pull back. I just fucking, I'm so excited for it. Best time of the year. Best time of the year, like you said. And fuck, I mean, they haven't been this good since 2015. They haven't been this close in ranking and skill, it seems, since obviously uh, trouble with the snap. So I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that game as well. <laughs> um, so let's move into, let's move into our NFL. Let's get to, uh, let's get to the NFL. Week six recap. We're really getting to know these teams now. You know, these are – we know who we got. So, we'll start with – you know, we'll do this briefly because this is stupid. At This this is where we're at. This is what happens every year. Lions get killed. I don't remember the – what was it? We had 11 points, right? Like
0: 30 – 31-11. 31-11? I don't know. 31-34. I I blacked out, honestly. You know,
1: and this is the pattern the Lions are in. It's like – uh, you know, everyone thinks they're going to get killed. They keep it close, San Fran. <laughs> Media gets on board. They get smoked the next week. Who they have after San Fran?
0: After San Fran, they had the week two they lost to – gosh, I'm drawing a blank now. It wasn't the Ravens. That was week three. Right. Uh, Green Bay, they got their dicks kicked in. Oh, um, yeah. In Monday time. night. Yeah. No, we were winning at halftime. Everyone was all – Everyone gets excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. got our
1: dicks kicked in eventually, 35-17. You know, uh, then people forget about us. Then then it's Baltimore, right? Right?
0: Yep. Week yeah, three then, was Baltimore.
1: And then media gets back with us. Everyone's yep. all excited for the Lions. You know, crazy kick, lose the game. Everyone's in on the Lions. Then we lose again. We lose again. To the again, Bears. To the Bears get killed, embarrassed. Because we've lost every game. So it's not like <laughs> we lose again. But it's like, embarrass or keep it close. Right. Media's off of us. Vikings game happens. Media's back in. Campbell cries. Whole United States is now rooting for the Lions. Dicks kicked in um, <laughs> by the fucking Bengals.
0: Like, what a sin! Too three and a half, and none of us took that last week on our picks. Three <laughs> and a half points, Bengals and Lions. That was a fucking joke. That game was icky, though. Like, it, it, and like, it's to the, it was also one of those like
1: I don't know who the Bengals really are, but I'll right. tell you one thing: they're way better than the fucking Detroit Lions. <laughs> that's for sure. So it was.
0: They, it was it was tough to watch did you watch the game frank
1: yeah well i'm red zoning it now okay and then um you know i so i'll red i try to watch the if the lions receive the kick i try to watch the first possession (laughs) but and then like i'll do red zone and then i'll start to flip to the lions but if i get like three commercials in a row i'm just like all right not like if I hit red zone, they're not in gameplay. If I leave red zone and gameplay has ceased, I am like right. I'm like all pissed off.
0: Right, right. It, it's tough to watch. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the scenario where we had it? It was right before the half. We had a third and four on about the forty or forty five yard line. Hawk gets open down the sideline. Goth yes. airmails him. Airmails him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fourth was, and four. Yeah, uh, we we weren't playing a aggr- playing aggressive. We were playing reckless. Campbell was going for everything. Fourth and four on our own thirty. He now he makes a smart decision. Goes for fourth and four on about the forty-five yard line. Obvious hold for the Lions. Goff fires it out of bounds on fourth and four. It away. I go, what is I, I, that's that's my real biggest disappointment this year. I knew we were going to be bad, but Goff, he's fucking lost, dude. He's not in there in, in the game. He doesn't he doesn't understand scenarios. He's just not engaged in the game he's not you know And, and i couldn't think of like
1: you know we have dan campbell that guy like is king of the city and he hasn't even won a game yet like someone i just in the depths of the internet was like hey detroit and like i totally agree with this to your point about golf like lost deer in headlights i don't think you know no bite i've said that all year no bite to him at all no fight whatever i think like Someone mentioned online, we should trade for Gardner Gardner Minshew. And like, I just couldn't like agree more him and Dan Campbell. Like, just why not? Let's just make it a full clown show until we're ready to, uh, until we're ready to, uh, you know, be a good team.
0: I don't hate that idea. What (laughs) I do hate is all these people trade for Deshaun Watson trade for It's like, dude, he's going to get, it's going to cost us three picks or more. We need not one, two or three guys. We need about eight or nine guys.
1: To and really we, get back on our feet, and, and do we need you know more bad press? It's just like it's just like we don't need it, and we don't need that guy. Th- there will be another that guy. We're gonna 100%. have the picks. We're gonna have the picks. Deshaun 100%. Watson is the. We don't know when he's gonna be back on the field. You know whether you think he's guilty, innocent, whatever you think. It's just not
0: what Detroit needs right now. Right.
1: You think he's gonna want to fucking come here?
0: No, I don't. But <laughs> but fucking blue and slappy honolulu blue twitter account does and all these uh, forward people who are still putting forward in a hashtag are really bothering me now That's there's me. nothing forward there's <laughs> nothing forward it's neutral this year is neutral well, damage know, control
1: it is about the time of the year where i start doing backward i start going i start putting <laughs> backward but forward's still going i actually posted it yesterday well it's, it's my hashtag so i gotta keep it alive Janet. come on it's for the <laughs> fucking brand but <laughs> uh, the, the Minshew thing I just thought was funny. Cause that would be, I just think, I don't know. Like, I kind of just feel like we need someone like that with like nothing to lose. Like I, I, this is gonna be tough for me to describe. Like Goff you know, went to the super bowl. He was on the Rams Number one, overall pick, like, and now has come to the lions. Like it was still unsure where his career was going to go. Like, is he still going to be sick? Is he not? I mean, a lot of people thought he would be bad. I don't think they thought he'd be this bad, right. but like, he's still, I think, in his head, like, he's so highly paid that it's like, you know, my career could still be alive somewhere. I would – I think we need a guy like a fucking – even David Blau or, like, a, a Minshew or, like, a a Brissette. Someone who's just, like, out there, like, this is it. There's no holes bars. You know, like, I'm just going for it. Like, we need, like, someone like that who doesn't need a career revival. They just –
0: they're just. But so you want like Magic signed in yes, the offseason. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Like a hundred percent. Like okay. That's what I mean. Maybe not the offseason. season. I, like right now, as I wish the situation. <laughs> no, I hope next season we have some fucking some improvements. But God, they suck so much ass. Um, I had one more Lions note, and I can't really think of it. Um, if we want to move ahead to next week, it's going to be uh Lions fans. Just listen to this. I might as well do this now. It's going to be um hell next. This week versus the Rams is going to be awful. The The media is going to be... It's going to be the, the most horrible nightmare. It's going to be just how Stafford broke out of his prison in Detroit and is now liberated in sunny California, not in dingy Detroit anymore. And we're going to have a big zero in the win column. And the Rams are going to beat us by 35 points. And... It's going to be media hell. It's going to suck so much ass, that game. That game is going to blow to watch. And I just it's, want every Lions fan to be fucking prepared for it. They're going to make Detroit and the Lions look like dog shit. That's what they're going to so do. So
0: how many times, how many graphics during and before the game are we going to see for Stafford's first six games with the Rams versus his time in Detroit? Comparing things like. Touchdown to interception ratio, you know, six games to like, you know, 150 or 160 games. And, and, and the good thing, though, Frank, let me bring you some relief. All right. The good is thing six. is this. Yeah. This is the good thing, Frank. Did you see his video yesterday? Did you see his press conference yesterday? I posted it. I posted it. He posted it on Champagne Athletics. It's blowing up. Yes. Yeah. I put he, forward on it. Oh. <laughs> all right. Oh, don't. Yeah. Uh, but he. Was very appreciative of his time here in Detroit. Coming from the guy who left here, he had nothing but good things to say about the city. I'm sure he hated the organization, what X player doesn't. But he had nothing but good things to say about the city and his memories here. It kind of it helps soften the blow. Nonetheless, they're going to beat the shit out of them. It's going to be absolutely a miserable three and a half hours for Lions fans. Um, and you know what? It is what it is. We deserve it. We deserve it. I was going to say, I don't think we don't deserve
1: it. I don't want anyone to think I'm looking for sympathy. We deserve to get dragged, but <laughs> it's just, you know, so it's just, we've been getting dragged. Like it's just getting dragged is getting fucking dragged. And we've been getting yep. dragged for a long time. And and Sunday is going to fucking suck. It's going to yep. suck. The graphics and the statistics they're going to pull out of their ass. And it's going to be Detroit versus LA. And it's going to just, it's just gonna suck. It's just gonna <laughs> suck. Golf might cry, man. Golf might <laughs> literally fucking cry. Oh man! You know, and the Lions always one, you know, win one game they're not supposed to win. And if I had like one football wish in the world, it would be to take this game because that would be just unbelievable. But like, it's so far of a pipe dream. It's not even reality. I hear so, you. Go. So that's it. Lions are gonna get dicked down. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's keep moving here. NFL. Basically, just like notes I had here, we can – where did I put that? I had a note here. Oh, here we go. Two of them. You and me can both um, talk about fuck-ups from the beginning of the year. I think I've said this on the podcast, but if I haven't, you know, I just try to keep it honest. Um, I've definitely said this in bars. I've said this over drinks. Like, I predicted – I had the Arizona Cardinals coming in last in their division. And they are first in the NFL at six and zero. Oh. So I just want <laughs> everyone to know that, that that was just a huge swing and a miss. And then um, Chandler Chandler uh, got real loud preseason about the Giants winning that division, um, and they're they're a meaty one and five. So
0: hey, they still got time to make the playoffs. We got they a don't. lot of time left. Saquon's coming back. The they giant, had some, Giants some bad losses. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's all good, man. Giants.
1: And it, I was read, I was did a search actually on like New York local papers and stuff, you know, and just kind of seeing what people are saying. And they want to fire sale the whole team. They think it's time to move on from Saquon to to just fire sale it down to the studs.
0: I mean, it could be. We'll see what happens. (laughs) We'll see. These next couple games are pivotal for them.
1: Yeah, but I will say the. Frank, I want to add
0: another fuck-up. I also said that the Ravens weren't going to make the playoffs. Then they lost week one to the Raiders, so I doubled down on it. Then they got a (laughs) slew of injuries, so I was really cocky. And now Lamar Jackson has won, what, five straight games, looking like a top-five MVP candidate. They're playing fucking Devonta Freeman, Sean Alexander, Marshall Falk in their backfield, and they're still fucking winning games right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got – the oldest guys. I mean, how weird is Le'Veon in 17? I just, like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, okay, I mean, maybe we should just start a new thing every week, and it's called, like, Confession Corner. <laughs> it's, like, where we're just completely wrong. So, I also had – I had the Seahawks winning the NFC West, which was just me trying to be f- cool. I was just trying to be cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. i not not going to sugarcoat that one. I just – I thought – you got them mixed know. up.
0: You thought the Cardinals were the Seahawks and the Seahawks were the Cardinals. A lot of birds. A lot of birds. Got mixed up. It's easy. Easy yeah. mistake. Common
1: mistake. The other one The other one that's wrong, it's wrong, but it's at least like – I don't know. It's it's still just incorrect As I had the Steelers win in their division. And, I mean, Ravens are running away with that one. But, I mean, they're Steelers, I mean, are just – they are still kicking like – and it's like it's like the Browns could still finish in last, which I think is just like unbelievable.
0: It's wild. It, they got a slew of injuries, two tackles, Baker's out tonight now, OBJ's questionable. It's like, dude, they went from a, a favorite or a top 3 favorite in the AFC to I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs now.
1: Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I, it, and they, their schedule's been I mean really tough though. You know, they had, yes. they had Kansas City um the Chargers <laughs> and,
0: Yep. Cardinals last week. Yep. Cardi's, Cardi B's.
1: Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So I marked down just games of the week from last week, Cowboys, Patriots, that game was pretty incredible. Um, had them, you know, four and a half or whatever, three and a half. So the fact that they scored that touchdown at the end, I thought was fucking nuts. Oh yeah. Um, and then the bills, Titans, I mean, that game, you know, in prime time was awesome. I felt bad for Ju's bills. I felt bad that he was there, but again, not again! I haven't said it yet. Like the uh, the play at the end with I don't mind them going for it. The Bills going for it in there at all. I me neither. I hated how they did it though. I hated his like fake shotgun into the into the under center, faking like right. he's talking. He was moving too much and he fell down.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree with you. You gotta go for that in that situation. Love the aggressiveness, but. I mean, I, I hate to say it. What eight, nine times out of ten, the Bills are going to get that, especially with Josh Allen under center. I just and, feel like
1: he should have lined up under center, said, "I'm running it right at you," and right. hiked it and went, as opposed to the theatrics before.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could do a ton of different things: read option, RPO. You know, there's a lot of different things you could have done, but having him run up to the line and try to get an inch wasn't wasn't one that I would have called.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're a runaway with that division. So I guess, you know, they got some leeway. Um, All right, let's move into our um, betting here. So let me pull up our sheet. So let's, let's recap a little bit from last week. And I think, you know, the Fizz Army and even people maybe outside of it are starting to really hop on these picks because... (laughs) You know, knock on wood, but we do it every week. Knock on wood. It has been a minute since we've ended up in the red um, mm-hmm. on a Sunday. I can't say the same for us on Thursdays. We are not great on Thursdays. Um, no. but Monday night, holy Chandler, you are 6-0 and on Monday nights. I want everyone to listen to that. Chandler is 6-0 and on Monday nights. I am 4-2. J.U. is 2-1. and He gets a little <laughs> spunky on fucking Mondays. Um, Thursday night... Oh, apologies as well. I was pretty intoxicated at the Red Wings game and was way too excited for my boys didn't post. The first time this year I haven't posted our picks for the Thursday night. Um, So fucking stupid to fly, Eagles, fly. You guys covered that by one point. (laughs) Um, But let's recap a little bit. So last week I had the Chargers, which was immediate regret because I picked the Chargers. uh, You started yelling Omaha, which I knew I was fucked right away. Um too obvious of a bet they got they got absolutely blown out uh by the ravens uh my big balls pick of the week which is not a thing but it happened uh seahawks plus five and a half i admitted to the boys after that i i completely forgot that russell wilson was out so, and Chandler even tried to tell me in the podcast that he was out. Like, he made, like, a joke. He was like, oh, it's right. so Geno Smith and a Rusters. And I was like, ha-ha, I don't – fuck you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, that one covered, though. So, big balls pick of the week. And then I was a, uh, a sheep uh, with Kansas City six and a half that covered. JU, a perfect Sunday, his first perfect Sunday of the year. Uh, so, congrats to him. He had – Yep, he had Green Bay minus four, Cowboys three and a half, KC minus six and a half. He was the shepherd. He actually was the shepherd last week. Um, And then, you know, some ballsy picks out of you, Chandler. Got to respect him. Definitely respect the picks. Uh, Minnesota, ballsy pick as always. You've done like three Minnesota games where the line has been one point one way or the other. (laughs) Minnesota two, I think Falcons one and a half was one of them. And then you've just been towing that line with Minnesota, which is terrifying to me i would never do it uh g men plus ten and a half i mean fuck you for that like you got to give it up like
0: you just got to get over yourself Let it die. i gotta i gotta let my loyalties go soon enough here yeah
1: and then washington football team six and a half which i thought was a a smart ballsy pick but it ended up going with the sheep so overall uh frank 17 12 and 1 ju 16 13 and 1 uh me and him have been kind of leapfrogging each other all year but we have not caught Chandler who is at a clean a very clean 20 and 10 giving the boys an overall record of 53 35 and 2 which I'm not going to act like that is normal that (laughs) is fucking surprising that we're that we are that positive of a record
0: yay Vegas usually starts taking over the second third of the season so for everyone listening for everyone who listens just for the betting advice take the weird odd-looking lines because this is the time of year that they really start to dominate.
1: And as Chandler says that, you are going to hop in a sheep's cradle with me um, with my picks. But let's get these off the ground. Let's get our picks going. We got no JU picks, but I'll text him for his and we'll put him on the story um, as always on Sunday. So Chandler, I think you lead this
0: one off. Who do you like this Sunday? So this one's a a little, uh, you know, we got to take those games where we're not too comfortable with it. Um, This one, money's pretty even. 52% of the money on one team, 48% of the money on the other team. However, that 52% of the money is 36% of the bets. So the sharp money is going on this team. This team is going from east to west. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles getting three at the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Raiders expended a lot of energy first game after Gruden's firing. They played a very good game in uh, Mile High last week. You got the Eagles coming in. Jalen Hurts looking pretty good. They played the Buccaneers tough. They have not been good since the first couple weeks of the season. They're due for a game. Interesting stat, Frank. The Raiders averaged 13 yards per reception. That's the third highest in the league. The Eagles allow a league low of nine and a half yards per reception. The Raiders account for 32 20 plus yard receptions this year. They live and die on the long ball. The Eagles are able to contain the long ball. The stats show it. Give me Eagles plus three this week in Las Vegas.
1: Incredible. That, that advice is free. Everyone. We don't charge for this fucking (laughs) podcast and Chandler just broke all that down for you. I have nowhere near those statistics. Like (laughs) basically all I can add is just like Darius Slay plays there. That's like all (laughs) I got, but I did hear a weird stat on him. That's like, he only has like two picks since being traded or or one pick or something like that. Yeah. Um, crazy pick, you know, honestly, like I don't have the stones to take the Eagles. I got nothing to touch there. That was one of my predictions at the beginning of the year. They'd be the worst team in the NFL. Not like a, not, they're definitely not the worst team, but they're, you know, they're not, they're not good either. Um, okay. And you said they had the Raiders. See Raiders, Raiders Eagles is a game I'm never touching. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the shepherd. Welcome home, everybody. Um, I take easier ones, easier ones to digest. And I'm going to take it. I'm going full easy here because it's knock on wood been working for me. I'm not overthinking this one. This is a full, not overthink. And if you can lock it in now, because I only see this line going up. The Chiefs are at the Titans this week. The Chiefs are – I bet you this is going to be a fucking Omaha. He's going to start yelling it. Okay, Chiefs are minus five at the Titans. I'll keep it very simple. The Chiefs are rolling. The Chiefs are a better team overall, even though, you know, when good teams start to lose, everyone everyone is so eager for the whole ship to fall apart. They're not falling apart. Titans are on a short week, and I don't know if anyone saw that Monday night game. I think everyone from the secondary got injured. I don't see it being a close game. I think the Titans are um, still – Either beat up, exhausted, uh, celebrating that Bills win. Uh tough schedule draw. Holy shit. Bills then than uh than Chiefs. Got them both at home, but Chiefs cover the five uh in Nashville. Uh I think it I think it should be an easy one. Chiefs should be able to cover that five with a banged up Titan secondary. Chiefs cover right. five.
0: I like the pick, Frank. I like the pick, Frank. So my favorite bet of the week, I'm just going to tell everyone this, is the Niners, Colts, under. We don't pick over-unders here, but 44 is the over-under. 9% of the bets and 71% of the money is on the under of that game. You never see something like that. So all the sharps are on that under. I do like that under on Sunday night. But my second game, as far as games go, is going to be another tough one. Another one that you probably don't bet. And they're two very unpredictable teams. Give me the Falcons minus two and a half at the Dolphins. Dolphins. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know t- these
1: are terrifying games to me. like I just those two teams go ahead sorry to interrupt go ahead so
0: Dolphins played in London uh last week they lost to the Jaguars Dolphins didn't look good they have to come back from London Falcons played in London two weeks ago got a bye week uh, uh Kelvin Ridley got a game off he's gonna be back Kyle Pitts played awesome last game Matt Ryan looking a little bit better, but it's not about the Falcons this game. I just think the Dolphins and Tua stink. That's what it comes down to. Give me the Falcons minus two and a half in Miami this weekend.
1: Impressive. You know, and I'm with you. Like, uh, I think Valeni today was yelling that the Lions weren't involved in the trade for Tua. And I I truly don't understand that. Um, If we're rebuilding, like I don't think Tua should be written off yet. I really don't. But I also just... I don't think that's our guy. Not that I know who the guy is. I just, I think I just want a guy fresh out of college. That's just like a new dude. Welcome to Mm -hmm. Detroit. You know, whatever. I just, I don't know. I don't think two is two is the guy there. But Falcons minus three, Eagles plus three for you. My second pick, and I'm looking at both of them here, and I'm thinking through which one I like the more. You know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna go fucking what I like the more. What I like more. Uh, I'm going straight Shepard, like I said, and the Bucks are at home versus the Chicago Bears, and I think the Chicago Bears are absolutely terrible. I really do. I think the Bears are awful. Uh, Justin Fields is going to go down to Tampa. He's going to go to Tomland, uh, and I think he's going to absolutely poop his pants. I think it's going to be very hard for them to generate offense at all, at all, and I kind of see this one being the Bucks running the ball pretty much a lot of the fourth quarter. It's a 12-and-a-half line. I think they cover it. With ease, um, I'm you know I'm thinking 34 to 10 or something like that. I don't see the Bears not giving up 34, and I really think the Bears are going to struggle to score. So Bucks minus 12 and a half at home versus the Bears, who I think fucking suck. If I haven't said that yet.
0: Okay, awesome. And Frank, okay. I wanted to I wanted to say this is probably the toughest slate so far this year. Mm-hmm. This this is a very tough slate and. Two games, two-plus touchdown lines. You rarely see that in the same week in the NFL.
1: Right. The other one, if anyone's curious, is (laughs) Lions-Rams.
0: Well, you got the Cardinals-Texans, too, 17-and-a-half this week as well. Yeah. Yeah. shit. That's bigger than the –
1: yeah, it's the second biggest one. The Lions are even closer. That's wild.
0: Yep. Yep. So, all right. I'm going to get into the Sheep Shark this week, Frank. We'll get JU's take on it. As always, thank you, DV – who gives me the insight on action.com, which tracks points bet. I have the inside to draft Kings bets. And uh, did you think we were going to sway too far away from this? Did you think, Frank, we were going to get away from fucking picking this game this week? All right. It was one of the top two most lopsided games. Okay. And I said, you know what? There's no fucking way I'm not making you pick this game. I'm putting Frank on the clock. I'm putting 88% of the money per DraftKings on this team. I'm putting 92% of the money per points bet on this team, oh, and you know exactly what game it is. The game that we talked about to start out the show, the game that all of America is going to be watching, the game where Frank doesn't pick against the home team, but does he still love the hometown boy? You know what oh game God. I'm talking about. Rams minus 14 and a half per DraftKings. 88% of the money on them. Frank, Frank, what are you doing, Mr. Shepard? You going to lead the sheep with the Rams this week? No pun intended. Or are you going to take the Detroit Kitty Cats, the team I think you said earlier in the year, you never bet against. Are you a sheep or a shark, Frank? This is horrible.
1: Uh, this is a nightmare. I don't know why I thought I'd skate by without having to do this. Um, so it's 14 and a half.
0: 14 and a half is what I got here so for Trap There's a hook on it. That's
1: right. 14 and a half. You got that? Mm-hmm. Man, I thought I saw it higher than that.
0: <laughs> well, so here,
1: let's let's just walk through this one really quick. So at the beginning of the year, Lions were on Monday night football. Um, or Sunday night. Monday Sunday, night. Monday night. It was Monday night. And they had the, they had the Packers, and I took the Packers. So, but I didn't take them. I, I verbally said the Packers are going to win this game. They're going to cover whatever the spread is. And I said, take the Packers. Um, this one obviously has a little more emotional charge to it. That game, you know, Aaron Rodgers is coming off the embarrassing loss to the Saints. Uh, I'm stalling. There is <laughs> it's a two-score lead, two-score, two-touchdown favorite in the Rams. So I I don't see any real scenario how the Lions keep this remotely a game um the rams offense is so good they're gonna be in so far stafford's gonna want it more than anything um with with that being said i am going to i'm gonna say i'm gonna take the lions at 14 and a half with a backdoor cover i think it's gonna be they're up by 21 and as romo and jim nance are fucking talking about stafford's the length of stafford's shaft They're not even going to be paying attention to the game. We're going to have David Blau in the game, handing it off to fucking Jamal Williams, and he's going to bang one in with eight seconds left, and the Lions are going to lose like 34 to 21. 34 to 21. How are they going to put up 21 points? They're not going to do that. I'm taking the Lions. Fuck it. I'm just taking the Lions uh, because I want the logo. We're going to have four, four. I have never been this rattled in my life. 14 and a half Lions. That's it. Sheep and shark. I'm a
0: fucking, I'm a shark. Or I'm a sheep. I'm a shark. I'm a shark. You're a Listen. shark this week, Frank. You're a shark. I've never been a sheep yet this year, Frank. Okay. You and this game, no, I've never, I have not been a sheep yet this year. And this game is screaming, take the Lions. It makes no sense. There's too much money the other way. But guess what, Frank? Stafford has had this circle since midsummer. Yeah. The Lions are fucking gutless. If they had anybody on defense, I might say that they keep it close. Stafford's going for four touchdowns. He's going for 300-plus yards. Goff is going to miss Hawk three times. We're going to hand the ball off to Swift. Aaron Donald's going to get two-plus sacks, and the Rams are going to beat the fucking doors off the Lions. It ain't going to be close. They are not scoring 21. They're putting up 13 or 14 points, and the Rams are going to put up 38. This is an absolute – schoolyard bully beat down in all aspects on all sides of the ball and america is going to love stafford and you're going to be nauseated all the way through monday with how much they're talking about him give me the rams minus 14 and a half and an absolute beatdown because no why frank the lions are gutless <laughs>
1: Beautiful. I mean, just poetry as opposed to my bumbling, fucking nervous, like no dick fucking take that I just had. I, I'm, I'm still sticking by it. 14 and a half. Can't go back on it now. And, and it's going to be garbage touchdown. You know, I said, they're not going to score 21 points. They will score 14. And they're going to get that garbage 21 right at the end of backdoor cover my hook. That hook's going to save us um
0: is I that fire say, is that fire causing some delirium over there frank i, I do i need was, to send think, someone over
1: there i think it was uh carbon monoxide
0: the silent killer <laughs> you know, i think i'm getting a little but here
1: here's the one thing i will say you know for winning money whatever the fucking touchdown line is take like for stafford i mean if it's three and a half take four like if it's two and a half absolutely take it like, I think it's going to be
0: two and a half minus one fifty or something. Still take it.
1: Yeah, and the last time, you know, very rarely you see a two and a half touchdown one. The last one I think was Rodgers with versus the Lions. So, what happened there, Frank? They, yeah, he fought, he scored three, I think. Okay. He had three. All right. All right. There it is. We'll we'll lock in Ju's picks when uh, he's off baby duty. All right. We already did a little bit of a college talk, but since we're in betting here, let's give our college picks. Um, We'll do this quickly, and then we'll close it out with over-under. But uh, Chandler, go ahead.
0: Yep, I'm going to keep it simple this week, Frank. What game looks lopsided? Take a great team and run with a team. My buddy Juice is going down there. Yes, I'm talking about Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They are hosting the Tennessee Volunteers this week and laying 24-and-a-half. Tennessee's frauds. They're the Michigan of the SEC, the Texas of the SEC. They are frauds. Okay, Uh, Herndon (laughs) Hooker, their starting quarterback, was gimpy at the end of the game. They don't know if he's going to go. In comes Joe Milton. Fraud. They are (laughs) frauds. Bama is mad. They know they can't not play a perfect rest of the season. If they want to get into the playoffs, they've got to get ready for that game against Georgia. They've got to start pulverizing teams. Alabama. Roll damn tide. Minus 24 and a half at home against the Tennessee Volunteers.
1: And they have no respect for Tennessee whatsoever. No, none. Like literally zero. Hell yeah, I love it. Uh, and then just to recap, last week you did have Pitt minus five. They won in a
0: blowout. So nice W there, right? No, I don't think I, I had uh, – last week I had um, – Did I forget to write it in? Was I Pitt... lost it. I had fucking Arkansas against goddamn Bo Nicks. Oh, I mixed that? them up. I mixed them up. Yep. J.U. had Pitt, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Then I, I yep. just wrote him in the wrong spot. Wow.
0: Yep.
1: Honorable. All right, Arkansas, four and a half. That's me just writing in the wrong spot. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, cool. And then I got back on the winning wagon after three straight weeks in a row of picking the wrong dog. I picked the right dog with my boy, P.J. Fleck, in Minnesota. There um, we go. And I'm following the same formula, Chandler. No difference here. I am simply – uh, simply taking a home dog, uh, within the same conference. That's what I'm doing. Home dog, same conference. And it's in the conference I watch the most, which is the big 10, uh, Purdue plus three hosting Wisconsin, Wisconsin. All they've done this year is lose me money. So I almost have no doubt that they're going to win the game by 23 versus Purdue. Uh, that's just kind of how it happens. It's like, you take a team, they lose your money. You take a team, they lose your money. You bet against the team, they lose your money. So, uh, Purdue plus three at home hosting Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin obviously stinks, and it's a Big Ten dog at home.
0: I want to put one pick of caution for all of our our listeners out there in the Fizz Army. Oklahoma State plus seven at Iowa State. They were underdogs last week. They proved everyone wrong. So now what happens? They're a touchdown underdog against unranked Iowa State and 70% of the money's on Oklahoma State. How could it not Steer, be? clear, stay away. That game, that's Vegas telling you, yes. do not bet Oklahoma State. Do not touch. Do not touch. Do
1: not touch that game. I mean, it was so <laughs> obvious to not tu- I mean, this was last night, too, with Coastal Carolina. Yep. Appalachian State got their dicks kicked in by Georgia State last week. They haven't had a great year. Coastal Carolina is ranked going into Appalachian State. The only caveat there, so Coastal Carolina is a four-point favorite, which made Mm -hmm. no sense at all. And then it got up to five. Made zero sense at all. I had my finger on the trigger of that game. I can't tell you how many times. I laid off. Thank God I did. Appalachian State won outright. Yep. Outright. Yep. Wild. Wild. All right. Let's close this thing out here. Let's get to over-under. Um... Let me pull it up. Jerry sent it. I actually texted Jerry this week and said, will you send me the five, four over under? And he said, can we stop having this conversation? I'm just going to do it. And I said, thank God, because I'm (laughs) sick of having to reach out to him every fucking week for this. All right. Jerry Rubino out of Cleveland, Ohio, my overweight accountant friend um, who needs, I don't know, like a hobby or like human contact. LGRW as he starts it, number one on the list. The NBA, the NBA over or underrated Chandler Nash. Gosh, what did I
0: wear on the show today, Frank? I'm rocking the LaMelo <laughs> ball jersey oh here my, on the show today. Oh, my God. All right, so I don't want to hear it. Everyone, they don't play defense. They're this or that. It's ticky-tick. It's foul. They are some of the most talented athletes in the world. And know why they don't play defense? Because they are unfucking un-fucking-real at offense. The NBA is a big Entertainment, they have the best teams in the biggest markets. They know how to market a sport. NHL, take notes. NBA knows how to put on a huge performance and a big entertainment uh, for any sports fans. I like the NBA. Yeah, you know who's going to be the final four or final eight teams, but when it gets to there, it's some of the best sports in the world. Give me underrated on NBA.
1: So I'm just going to come right out and say it. Um, I'm not ever going to sit here and call one of the like, I probably will never call one of the four major sports leagues overrated. That's just insanity. It's the NBA. It's like what I love. It's like, I love the NFL, the NHL, the MLB and the NBA and college sports. Like, There's things I don't like about it. There's things I wish they were changed, but guess what? Every fucking week I'm going to watch it. I don't watch the NBA that much guarantee. If the Pistons are a fifty-win team, I'm going to be watching every single game. That's just how it goes. I watch the NBA finals every year, even the conference finals. Like I'm tuned in. Um, I don't know that much, but I'm not going to sit here and call the NBA overrated. (laughs) That's insanity. That's insanity. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, they, they know how to market their players, and they know how to create a big buzz. I think hockey guys just care a little bit more about winning the games. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'll call it underrated as well because I think um, you're just looking for like, you know, if Clickbait. it was, if it, yeah, if it, was, if it was, if it was, if it was overrated, you wouldn't, you wouldn't watch, you wouldn't deal with it. Think of the things we call overrated. We don't like deal with those things. It's just like I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. Like if there's a show that's overrated, I don't fucking watch it. All right, number two. Uh, Oh, Cameo, Cameo, the yes, the celebrity app, the the app that's like, do uh, you know what
0: it is? I, I, I kind of do. I mean, what they they basically say like a message for you, like "Happy Birthday" yeah. from Lavar Le, Ball or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, overrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's hilarious. The, so I'm going to call it underrated. And the reason I'm calling it underrated is because I got one from Ken Daniels. My, my old employees got it for my birthday and it was Ken Daniels of the Red Wings giving me like a five minute dust fest. He just like dust me up and down on my birthday. And I think it's actually a really cool idea. It's like B-list celebrities, D-list celebrity, C-list celebrities. My cousin got one from Norm McDonald. Uh, God rest his soul, RIP. And it's just like a cool thing you're going to have for the rest of your life. You know, whether you know, it's not going to be Leonardo DiCaprio, but I mean, Ken Daniels. What you know? What more do I need? I thought it was pretty cool. So I it's think it's not out. personal. They don't. You don't know them. They're just shouting me out. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I. You should watch mine. I mean, they. What they? You give them a list of shit to say. I mean, of course, it's not fucking personal. But hey, not you know, all that glitter ain't gold. All right, all that gold is glitter. I don't know how it goes. Kanye said it. Uh, number three, betting the under over or underrated. I will leave this one off. Betting the under uh, is is uh, it's over overrated right but it's not see that's a t- this is a tough one because at the betting the under gets a horrible rep you know so it's like is it overrated because it people hate it um betting the under does suck so i'm just gonna say it's overrated like I, you're never it's never exciting i'm not mad if i do it i i have an under on my tab for sunday but like i'm not gonna be like pumped to watch that game you're never you never want
0: to root for like no points personally right uh i will say it's underrated because it makes you money I like betting the under because all the sheep bet the over and then it comes in under. So MOE, I'll take the money. Do I love it? No. But as an action and as a better, you have to bet the under. It's underrated.
1: I agree. I mean, I totally agree. And that was almost my exact take with, I was almost going to say it's underrated because it wins you money. Um, I'll never attend a football game or a sporting event and take the under, if that's a way to put it. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'll just take a 10. I I don't really bet over-unders though, honestly, Uh, as we do over-under, this is fun. Number four, uh, four, working from home, working from home.
0: I personally hate it. I go into the office all the time. I get a lot more done in the office than at home. Don't get me wrong, I'll spend an afternoon at home or a morning at home when I have some meetings lined up, but I'm not a big work from home guy. It just doesn't do it for me. I get more locked in when I'm around people and at the office, working from home is overrated.
1: Hey, and a surprise take here, I'm gonna agree. Um, I totally am way more productive when I go in the office and kind of have a routine. Like if I'm working from home, I just, I kind of slug out of bed. I slug to the couch after like, I feel like I got no routine. I'm not really leaving the same spot. That being said, the hybrid, you know, if anything from COVID, like the hybrid is fucking great. Like it's, it's nice to have the option. You know, yes. so I love the option, and I think that's where a lot of people land on that one. But overall, you know, I don't like working from home that much. It's overrated. Number five, last on the list, close out over under. Close out episode sixty nine. Such a bummer. J J you missed sixty nine. What a funny number. Uh, number five, vending machines. Vending machines, over or
0: underrated? Oh gosh, I'm a snack junkie. I love snacks. I love candies. I love seeing the vending machine. I love even when they get caught and you're fucking freaking out because you put a dollar in <laughs> part of the fun and then it's hanging on the edge, like vending machines. I don't know. It's like nostalgic for me. Like I used to do them when I was younger and I don't know. I like vending machines. I'm not big on like, Oh, Hey, here's an iPhone in a vending machine or like the <laughs> high end shit. I like candy or pop vending machines. And when you go to a hotel and you rip up a vending machine run and then grab some ice on the way back for the room, fucking classic. Vending machines, underrated.
1: Yeah, vending machines are great. I mean, obviously, like you just said, it reminds me of like, being a kid at the hotel. You get a dollar from your dad. You go go buy whatever. Fu- you go buy a Surge from the Surge machine. Oh, yeah. Um, They remind me of Frasier Ice Arena. With the, um, they used to have the Red Wings ones with the angry goalie mask on it, and they had the all sports in there. Oh yeah, just, you know, great vending machines, you know. And now they got car vending machines, Carvana, you know. So they're they're up up and down. Vending machines aren't going anywhere. Um, I'm just trying to think, if, you know. If, I think there's like a weird statistic, like you know, ten people a year are killed by vending machines in the U.S. I
0: saw something like that. <laughs> I saw yeah. something like that.
1: Wild shit. But we're going to close it up. I know Chandler's got to get to bowling. I got to get to hockey. And everybody, if you're curious, the long necks are back, baby. And we're playing decent this year. we got a tough one tonight. We'll see how it goes. But thank you all for joining us. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, type it into Google. Go write us a review. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to tell your friends about this. Follow on Instagram. Tell everyone. Twitter. All the All the above. And good luck on everyone's bets this week. We will see you next week. Thank you for the support everybody.
0: Think it's a game. it's a Oh, it's a gain. Daddy. 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 Daddy.